broadcasting live from the molten slag heaps of Mishra's foundry. It's Tap Tap Concede. Hello and welcome. We are doing a very special Tap Tap Concede here because we've got me, but more importantly, we've got our guests, Cameron and Wheeler. Thank you for having me, Kathleen. It's great to bro here. Oh, we're going to talk all about Brothers War. That's right. We've played it. You haven't. (laughs) <laughs> Unless you work at Watsy R&D or something like that. I, actually, I don't know if you've played it or not. But the point being, we've played it and we've got opinions because there's nothing we like more than bumbling in with big, unformed opinions. <laughs> exactly. I've played uh, six games of Brothers War Sealed. Yeah. Across two matches. And I think I've already uh, figured out the, the entirety. Yeah, solved yeah. the format and the draft format. Yes. Well. Yeah, exactly. You're going to want to prioritize those rares. <laughs> Or mythics. Hold on, let me write that down real quick. Well, as always, this incredible magic commentary and insight is brought to you by you, thanks to your kind support of our Patreon. We couldn't do what we do without you, and we really appreciate it. But also, in a more sort of directly being sponsored by the company, this very product, by CardKingdom.com. If you need to buy any magic product or singles or any other goodies or anything like that, try cardkingdom.com. And if you use our affiliate code, which is cardkingdom.com slash LRR, and say, Lur sent me button, please, you'll get a button that says, if I live, I have lethal, which is... What's going on? I'm I'm, I'm just engaged in mimicry. I don't know. I, every time Card Kingdom comes up, I like to do this. Okay. Oh, like their logo. Because it's like Logo. the to- the tower. <laughs> I got a spit take from James. That's all that matters. <laughs> Good grief. Well, anyhow, you like us, I hope. I mean, if you're hate-watching us, that still counts as an engagement, so joke's yeah, on you. Yeah, exactly. If, you, if you're hate-watching this, uh, you know, you want to make sure to go through it several times to make sure that your receipts blog is accurate. Yeah, actually, if you're hate-watching this, if, I'd appreciate if you could do it, like, five, six times so you can get all of my most unflattering screenshots. Here's mm-hmm. one. <laughs> okay. So now, moving on from, our, from, from daring the audience and uh, picking fights... Mm -hmm. taunting the audience really that's true that's true let's uh let's talk about brothers war because we all played in the brothers war pre-pre-release here's my hot take opinion to start us off i like the old artifact cards they're fun and cool yep me too uh the uh the the burr cards they go burr yeah they go burr um I I was kind of surprised at the like putting chromatic star among them at common is real nice. It's chromatic star. Everybody loves chromatic star. I could talk an hour about chromatic star and yeah. how the general population doesn't respect chromatic star. I know we meme about eggs and by we I mean me. Mm-hmm. Um but this is this card is just free. Yeah. Like it's it just replaces itself and it fixes your mana. And yeah. it draws you a card. Yeah. 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 That's and it synergizes with cards in the set. That's really powerful. Mm-hmm. They yeah. often ban cards like that. Yeah. Um, but it's not so powerful that they're like, ah, we shouldn't reprint this in any kind of capacity. And so yeah, it just makes the draft experience so much nicer. Mm-hmm. I think we all Wait, three color at, deck, three color deck, right? It's at uncommon. 
It yeah. is that uncommon yeah. in the burr. It felt like common. I felt like I saw a lot of these. Hmm. I think oh, I think it's just if anybody opened one, they're like, "Oh yeah, Kodak yeah, star." Yeah. yeah. Do the retro artifacts just have uncommon, rare, mythic? I feel like there isn't a. James is nodding his head potentially uncommon, for another rare, spit mythic. take. <laughs> yeah. No. There's only only uncommons, rares, and mythics uh, in, in Burr. I get it. So yeah. And Icker Wellspring. Icker Wellspring is so. I love bubbles. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know what this card's nickname is among eternal communities, but oh, I I love you, Icker Wellspring. I, do you want to know what this card is nicknamed uh, throughout the Victoria community? I would love to. Log, log. <laughs> it's just log. Why? Because uh, it's just kind of like a log. It's just, just kind of you know when it when it arrives, it does something and just kind of sits there, right? Until you harvest it, yeah. right? Um, yeah, there was a. a Many an F and M back in the day with Nelson playing basically log tribal. Yeah, log <laughs> at standard. Is, yeah. yeah, I um, yeah. But the these like, cards they're they're great because like for an artifact themed set, you want to have cheap artifacts that kind of don't do anything. Yeah. Um, but are still impactful in certain ways and synergize a bit. But you don't also you also don't want to put too many of them into standard because right, then that. Right. Kind of just homogenizes stuff, but mm-hmm. it's such a it's a shockingly elegant way of pumping these kind of cards into the limited environment to just smooth the synergy strategies, mm. um, and they feel a bit more like I loved the Strixhaven Mystical Archives. Yeah, yeah, that was very fun. But because all of these are, I mean, the archives are all instants and sorceries, but all being artifacts, mm-hmm. and a majority of them being, you know, either. Uh, engine pieces or uh, big dorks like top end like worm coil or a sculpting steel yeah exactly they kind of just they feel like they fit the role like if you're drafting a synergy deck or building a synergy deck you're like i just need a top end card they can fill that yeah or i need more engine pieces they can fill that well what i like what i liked about i like the Strixhaven Mystical Archives a lot because it was fun and it was exciting and occasionally you'd get a cool card, right? Mm-hmm. And like it would yeah. really work for you. Sometimes it wouldn't. I feel like because these are all artifacts, if they're even remotely good, you're more likely to be able to use this. Like yeah. sometimes yes. you'd be like, oh, this Mystical Archive card is white and I am very committed to black green. But well, that's a bad example. But you know what I mean? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm committed and it's not my archetype and it's not going to help me. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. These just kind of go anywhere. And always feel useful. And uh, God, Icker Wellspring with Drafna was a hell of a thing. Oh, the value God. engine. Yeah, yeah. Never, never before have I felt so good about drawing like six lands in a row. Mm. But just like doing it was like, oh yeah, this is a thing you can do in this format. I yeah, mm. Mm. tasty. Also, uh, uh, seeing uh, Foundry Inspector among these yes. is. A hell of a thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. Oh, yep. You know what else is in this? There's an Etherflux Reservoir. Yeah. The Dome Dome? I think Dome Dome's in there. I think I'm okay that none of us had this card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the sake of, like, the pacing of the day. Yeah. I mean, I... Oh, actually, hey... James, could you bring up the um, schematic version of the Dome Dome? Because there's both, which is kind of fun. 
or not. That's fine. It's not actually that important. Which one's the schematic? Or like, you know, like the blueprint version or whatever it's called. Schematic blueprint. The of there should be a there should be a fancy dome dome with like mm, I don't see it on Scryfall. No. Oh, well, maybe, maybe they don't have it yet. Maybe not. I just also kind of enjoy the flavor of these being um I suppose the implication is that these were all used in the Brothers' War in one capacity or another, whether they were invented by Mishra or Urza, or whether they were Thran artifacts that they uncovered. Um, and just the idea that uh, they, they were either first invented here and then scattered throughout the multiverse by the events of the war, mm -hmm. or uh, whether these are just kind of things that keep being invented everywhere. Like, I think Ornithopter had that as one of its flavor texts, mm. that no matter where there are artificers, somebody is going to build an Ornithopter. Right. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, that's a Pelliano Ornithopter. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of like the idea that no matter where you are, somebody will build an ornithopter. But maybe, may, 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 maybe there was one sigil of valor, and it wound up on Bant. <laughs> maybe. Ah, <sighs> so I have another observation about this uh, about this set. I don't know how good just one for one removal is is going to be in this set, and obviously in, in a sealed environment where you know Wheeler and I both opened two emergency welds, I believe. Mm -hmm. I had to. I only had one. Oh. Yeah. But you had ways of replaying it. Mm -hmm. But it just seems like there's a lot of like ways to get things back. I mean, like that there's also just unearth for like creatures and stuff like that, but I just I'm not I'm not super convinced that just one for one removal is going to be the best in this format. Well, there's also a lot of enter the battlefield effects. So, um spot weld really shines, mm. I think. Um bounce effects are I mean, they're useful, but uh, you know that they, they can be a real double-edged sword. What does um, spot weld do? Or, or no, spot weld. Emergency. Uh, emergency oh, emergency, weld. emergency weld. repairs or emergency <clears throat> weld or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, emergency weld. The one in a black for a sorcery. Return target artifact or creature card from your graveyard to your hand. You create a 1-1 one, one colorless soldier. Don't know how we missed this on the North 100 set review because this is just a 1-1. One, one that regrowths. It seems very good. Yeah. I mean, it can't... It's one of those things where it's like, oh, this is just kind of like a two-mana Eternal Witness in some decks. Mm -hmm. And then someone's like, well, you can't Eternal Witness a land. It's like, okay, if I'm Eternal Witnessing a land, I'm in a pretty bad spot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, you need to have something good in your bin to want to play this card, but I just feel like... You know, that lets you just turn man sideways and get in there, and then, mm -hmm. you know, you're not so precious about it. Well, especially in a format that feels like it as pr is as prone to becoming grindy as this format is. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to your, your bombs are going to wind up in the graveyard. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but you, not for long, maybe. Yeah, you, you kind of need to plan around attrition strategies, yeah. I think. Oh, speaking of speaking of attrition, though, you know it's a very good card, and I think that you should. I think it's I think it's gone beyond the sideboard. Is uh, shoot down. Mm. Uh, it's uh, three and a green to exile target artifact, enchantment, or creature with flying. Yeah. I feel like you're always going to get a hit in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 
that is just that's your premium removal i feel for the set because there's like go for the throat and stuff like that which i'm less excited about now that i've played the sealed although sealed's always like grindier and weirder right Mm -hmm. um but like flyers felt super relevant oh yeah in a majority of the matches that we saw at least the ones that developed in kind of a a board stall is just everybody has their own little army built up until a a flaji dragon engine soars over over the top top, yeah yeah. and then is potentially blocked by um an ornithopter (laughs) an opposing ornithopter or an opposing flaji dragon engine Mm -hmm. yeah just two dragon engines bashing their heads into each other Oh, I know Graham was running that card, uh, and uh, he was like, well, I'm not, I don't think he was in red. I was like, yeah, but it's, you could still just cast it for eight. It's yeah. sealed. Yeah. Maybe you'll just cast it for eight. I think he did uh, several times. Mm-hmm. If you got Power Stone generators, then I feel like we're going to be seeing some play patterns some uh, pop up a lot, maybe for draft as well, of just three mana Power Stone generator into five mana artifact or into another power stone generator into your big yeah. artifact. Yeah. Speaking of three mana power stone generator, there's Argothian opportunist, which is two in a green and, or for a three, two. And when she comes into play, she brings a tapped power stone token. So all the tower, all the power stone tokens that enter with, I think maybe like maybe one or two exceptions, all enter play tapped, right? Yeah. I don't, all the cards instruct you to create tapped power stones, but power stones themselves don't have the rule rules text of this enters the battlefield tapped. Mm-hmm. I, so if you're able to copy one, yeah, yeah, I, I've noticed I've noticed that there's um, on Gala Greeters from Nuka Penna. If you want to get the treasure, it comes into play tapped. Mm-hmm. Trying not to let people cook off too badly on like one turn. Mm-hmm. You got to wait two turns to go infinite nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> I think they want to print fewer Frogmite-esque <laughs> creatures or Burning Tree Emissary, that kind of card where it like comes into play that immediately does something relating to your mana, which right. then lets you just play another one. Right. Um, potentially just kind of chaining out. Less of an issue with this kind of card, but still, you know, you don't don't want to have a two-mana 3-2 two running around that does this. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like I like three two as a body. It seems to mm-hmm. trade up well. I just also enjoy the concept that power stones are somewhat less useful than straight cash, yes. right? Like treasure. Uh yeah. <laughs> the yeah. fact that they sit around. I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. They they keep going, but I do like that. You know, sometimes you just money's nice too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Power stones are cool, but you know. I want that I want that purchasing power that treasure gives, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like how you have to hawk your treasure immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But power stone, you know, those things are good for thousands of years. Good as de- good as the day the Thran buried them in the desert after they all died and became Phyrexians. Yep. Yeah. I mean I wonder why the Thran got rid of all these. <laughs> Idiots. I mean, Worn Power Stone, one of the most iconic power stones in magic, comes into play tapped. And it's a three-mana rock that just adds two. Mm-hmm. And that's the worn power stone. That's the one that is just kind of sapped of its energy. And it's doing something completely unfair. Yeah. yeah. These things are dangerous. Well, even look at the flavor text. Ooh, even a fragment of a power stone contains within it not just energy, but space, vast dimensions, trapped and fragile crystal. 
seems dangerous. Don't don't have a power stone in your house. Mm. No, it's certainly not near uh, direct light or heat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not feeding it after midnight, are you? Oh God, uh, <laughs> is that bad? It'll just wake. It won't have any. It won't have. It won't want breakfast in the morning, and then like its circadian rhythms will get all messed up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eating it, you yeah. know, four in the afternoon. No. <laughs> you just find them like you find a power stone in like your grandmother's house. She uses it to warm her bed at night. I'm just like no. Oh, grandma, 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 no, grandma. You should really tell your doctor about that. Why are your legs glowing? <laughs> Uh, so I had a very spicy card in my deck. I had a Phyrexian Flesh Gorger, mm-hmm. which, uh, not only is a huge rude dude with attitude, uh, he showed up frequently, like, in my games. It was great. Um, and what do you two think of prototype cards? I like them. I'm for them. Um, especially with the, well, I mean, Drafno loves them. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Drafno, ooh. That he is best friends with prototype cards, but they they feel great. Uh, they feel like very um, well. They're the reason there's no flicker effects in the in the set. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they. I mean, I'm absolutely smitten by them. I I love them. I I think that they are just a very at a very base level, extremely cool. Mm-hmm. They dump that like nostalgia juice right right into my gullet, and um, like like there's there, there's something visceral about playing massive artifact creatures. It just feels mm-hmm. like classic magic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the prototype just makes it so it's never a feel bad. So you can play, you can fill your deck with these cards. And go like, well, if the game goes late, we're going to start, you know, having these two behemoths kind of just slap each other. But if I draw to my opening hand or early on, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I have a perfectly reasonable card to play. Yeah. Which just eliminates a lot of feel bats from deck building and, and playing cards. And not even just for draft too, right? Like for... For a ton of other formats, um, I, I mean, for Commander, I think as a whole, players are going to undervalue prototype cards just because players undervalue flexibility mm. all the time. They they look at. I mean, this is a bad example because three mana, three three menace lifelink with that ward ability is uh, terrifying already. But some of the other ones where they're like, oh. I don't want to play four mana for a three-three clone. That sounds bad. I would rather pay seven mana for you know a massive clone. Now that's cool, and it's like okay, well, you know things aren't always going to go your way, and you might mm-hmm. need to do this, and it's you should still be happy if you have that. And I'm talking about hulking metamorph, by the <laughs> way, James. If we can put it up, uh, it's I think this is my favorite prototype. I didn't get to, I didn't have it in my pool, but it's just. I don't know. It hits a weird. It Whoa. hits. It hits this point for me. Mm-hmm. 
You want to read it for the for do folks I? At home? Nine mana seven seven. You may have hulking pro, uh, hulking metamorph. Excuse me. Enter the battlefield as a copy of an artifact or a creature you control, except it's an artifact creature in addition to its other types, and its power and toughness are equal to hulking metamorph's power and toughness. But you can also prototype it for two blue blue. And then it's a 3-3. So it's either a 9-mana 7-7 that clones an artifact or a creature, but it's always a Mm -hmm. 7-7. Or it's a 4-mana 3-3 that clones an artifact creature, and it's always a 3-3. This is one of the prototypes where its ability isn't tied to casting. So if you Mm -hmm. cheat it into play or if you uh, clone it with another, I mean, if you clone your clone, I guess that's not always going to work, but you you get where I'm going with this. Um, Then you're always going to get the big boy. Yeah. But also just like four mana, three, three. That's just fine. Yeah. And it's your other best card, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a second draft. My God. (laughs) (laughs) Should we talk about draft? We should probably talk about draft. So you two both had him in your pools, correct? Yes. Uh, And... I wasn't quite sure what to expect out of him. I was honestly expecting him to die instantly, I think is what I thought. Oh, I wanted to kill him instantly every time I saw him, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Drafna, founder of Latnam, for one in a blue, you get a 2-1 human artificer advisor who is legendary. He has two abilities. For one in a blue, return target artifact you control to its owner's hand. For three generic and tap, copy target artifact spell you control. The copy becomes a token. Um, so just for future ref to hold priority in arena, you hold down the control key. You're going to want to remember that for his second ability. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, he's off the chain. Drafna is just, he's fliff knight. This is professor brothers. I don't even know how to describe the power level of this card. If he goes unchecked on in a sealed environment. Well, I can describe the power level of this card if you can't figure out how to remove him because any removal you have will just, you know, immediately result in, you know, your card being countered or bounced or anything like Mm. that. Uh, Terrifying, and you're probably going to lose the game. Yeah. Slowly, maybe, but maybe not so slowly. It's, I, I think because the format, or at least for the sealed matches we played, where... There are a lot of um, cards that just give you a chump blocker mm-hmm. or you don't mind trading your creatures because you can just get them back later. It made it a lot more appealing to play Drafna and then pass. You know, not you don't have to get the immediacy of it. And I'm not even talking about turn two. Like if you have this card on like turn four or whatever, it felt fine just playing Drafna and then passing and not, you know, thinking like, I'm not going to take too much damage, but if I need to, I, I still can. I have some breathing room because once this starts cloning, um, there was a, I, I cloned a lot of Goring Warplows, mm-hmm. which is the prototype. It's like a six mana five, four uh, artifact creature with death touch. And then its prototype is one in a black and it becomes a one, one death toucher. And obviously that power and toughness, with death touch doesn't really matter unless you're on the offensive or if you're just hoping to have a big death toucher survive when it blocks but just making two of this like the the play pattern of drafna on four keep up two mana to bounce something 
that you mm-hmm. might want to chump block with to then replay it. And then on five, being like, here's a death toucher and I'm copying my death toucher. Ugh. Do you want to attack into this? Probably not. No. Yeah. Brutally gums up the board. I had a lot of fun copying Combat Thresher oh, yeah. with Drafna. Uh, <laughs> combat Thresher is a seven mana, three, three, double strike uh, artifact con- uh, construct. When Combat Thresher enters the battlefield, draw a card. Um, and it prototypes for two and a white. It's a good way to spend turn six, to be honest, making two of these. And draw two cards? Yeah, feels good. Uh, again, another, an, just another play that gums up the ground. Um, nobody kind of wants to attack into two double-striking one-ones. And, hey, they, they go through Goring Warplows. Mm-hmm. In our match, you also... I mean, this might not be completely representative of every sealed match, but you did get up to the mana where you would return Combat Thresher, cast it for seven, and copy it. Yes. But that was the Drafna Mirror. Yes, that was. It was a grindy match. It was very slow, but very Um, fun. Yeah, uh, never have I been happier to spend uh, 12 mana um, (laughs) to draw a card and make a Mm 3-3. There... To, I, I think it was really so, like I knew Drafna was kind of nutty, just like in a degenerate sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize how much Drafna would hoist up some pretty depressing magic cards, like um, <laughs> Supply Crate. I yes. think oh, is what it was called. Or yeah, supply, supply drop. drop. Yeah, three mana artifact with flash. When the ETBs target uh, creature you control gets plus two plus two until end of turn, and you can pay four oh. to tap, sack it, and draw a card. Mm-hmm. And I was already a deck with a bunch of sack outlets, and you know I wanted to cast cheap artifacts anyways, um, and was very light on removal. My removal suite was disfigure and two bounce spells. That's it. Well, it, it turns out if you can recast a supply drop five times <laughs> yeah. in yep. a single turn, yeah. uh, then, you know, you're good to go. Yeah. I mean, just late game. It happened in our match, and yeah. I tried to do it against Cameron, but you had you gained some life, and it removed the option. Yeah. But just, it, it sounds like a lot of mana for not a lot of juice, but over a couple of turns, it it kills people dead of just casting supply drop giving something plus two plus two and then paying two to return the supply drop immediately. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, you have this five mana loop of five mana target creature. You control gets plus two plus two. Yeah. Not super I mean, exciting on paper, but it, well, I mean like, would you play a giant growth effect with buyback for four mana? I would. Yeah. In fact, it's that, uh, I can't believe you just unlocked something. This is just Elvish fury. This is an actual factual pump spell where it's mm-hmm. like a single green for plus two plus two. And then I think it's buyback for four. Oh. It was in yeah. Tempest and then reprinted in uh, Modern Horizons 2, I think. Yeah. Getting the nod. Yeah, yeah, Modern yeah. Horizons 1. Um, yeah. And like buyback is not a good mechanic in the sense of ye- like, you really probably shouldn't print a bunch of cards that just make you do one thing for the rest of the game, mm-hmm. you know? But on a pump spell, it's not that bad. Like, it, yeah, it feels... Yeah, capsize is miserable to play Yes, against, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know. But this at least progresses, you know, the game, and it's expensive and whatnot. But tying that to a synergistic... Per- 
permanent type, like artifacts. So like mm-hmm. um, in one of our games, I had a foundry inspector mm-hmm. as well. So it turned it down to four mana, yep. which just made it so much easier to uh, to accomplish. And then you cloned your foundry inspector at one point, didn't you? <laughs> uh, I th- Did you clone my foundry inspector? No. I cloned something else that was huge. I did clone the foundry inspector. Yeah, yeah. With, I'm sorry. I was trying to think, like, how would I do it? Did I? I didn't have sculpting steel. Then I went, right, Drafta has that clone ability. That's yeah, pretty yeah. important, too. Yeah. Which you can pay for with Power Stones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I'm sure there's, like, some kind of uh, uh, important nuance to the fact that he copies artifact spells, not artifacts. Right? It's, yeah. It's, it's on the stack, so when the artifact ETBs on cast... Right. Yeah. Um, or you, I don't know that that feels important in some way. Mm. Yeah. It you have Drafna has to be there and active uh, before you can commit to playing out something and then copying it. You mm-hmm. know, which makes for a more interesting like play pattern with this card. Really good, and then just copying big idiots is mm-hmm. also just fun. Like I mean, the combat thresher. Or that six five golem that gains a bunch of life. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, that thing I was expecting when you had the golem and Drafna. Mm-hmm. I was kind of expecting the game to just end in uh, uh, milling someone milling out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Makes me wish none of us had millstone, right? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Uh, Graham had one Gra- in his pool, but I don't think he was running it. No, mm-hmm. because- I don't think we understood how long those games could go. Yeah, yeah. There, there's another one there. I mean, Millstone is actually the like slow mill kill you card, mm-hmm. but there's also Keening Stone. <gasps> Keening Stone. Yeah. There's a fancy Keening Stone in this one too, I think, mm-hmm. in like a schematic or blueprint version or whatever it's called. Yeah. Keening Stone, I don't know if you can call it a mill card. It's more like a fireball over two turns in a way. Mm-hmm. Six mana artifact, pay five, tap. Target player mills X cards where X is the number of cards in their graveyard. That's that just kills you, yes. very quickly, and especially in a format with power stones, <laughs> like that. Just that, it doesn't like that. It's free mm-hmm. with the power stones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see. I think there's one card in blue that shuffles up your graveyard back into your deck, but oh, yeah. Uh, wait, is also is elixir of immortality in the burr? Mm, I don't think so. I don't, unfortunately, I don't think so. Nope. No. Okay. Is that not even a Felden's cane? No. Felden's in there. No and Felden's is... cane. Oh. In a set with Felden where he's holding his cane and we don't even get a Felden's cane. Well, he's using it. Well, oh, that's, yeah. we didn't get Rusko in this set either, so, you know. Yeah, that's they can't. They can't give us all the, the greatest hits. Hmm. These also feel like, uh, will, will these be in Arena? They will. So this feels like a very big get for Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah. There's some spicy. Well, the, the biggest one or one of the bigger ones uh, is Mishra's Bauble. Yes. Which Ooh. is not. The, it's being added to Arena. Mm-hmm. But it is uh, banned in Historic, I believe. Like, well, uh, that's too bad for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. Yeah. We love it. And Sundering Titan. That's a big one, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's big in the sense that it's an eight mana, seven, ten. But 
also in gladiator there are a lot of decks where like a blue white control deck for instance will also just play all of the triomes that also add blue and white just mm -hmm. to have more dual lands and also just your deck that wants like 40 lands and if sometimes you want to cycle them mm -hmm. and so you could have this card come down against a two-color deck and it just blows up four of their lands mm. which is um well, that's that's fun to some people <laughs> and i'm some people i i love when greedy mana bases get punished Mm -hmm. And I'm greedy mana basis. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the one thing we didn't talk—we've talked a lot about like take a long time cast big creatures, but uh, the one thing we haven't talked a little bit about is that there—I believe there is some sort of viable aggro format because I was when I played against Ben, he had lots of little flying dudes. Yep. Yes, I, mm -hmm. I think the 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 white centered soldiers deck uh, will probably just kill a lot of people who are playing um seven mana yeah seven mana artifacts <laughs> yeah uh, just wait till ter turn eight and then this game's really gonna unlock yeah i i mean i've played battle cruiser formats before but this one feels it like you have to be doing stuff early on um the the power level feels high enough that it will punish people who keep slow hands and miss miss early turns mm. Mm. there there are two i think for the blue eyed soldiers list in particular is that there's harbin which is a rare uh and it, it's not really a soldier's card but you know if you're if you're drafting a blue eyed deck in this form well it is a soldier's card ben it has a ability based on soldiers um but it's just a two mana three two flyer like that's wild. That's great. That's yeah. yeah. That's phenomenal. Also, Duncan Idaho gets in. Yeah, yeah. Also, look at that great flavor text. Ooh, it explains sure. exactly who it is. Yeah. And was written by me. <laughs> nice. Very good. <laughs> yes. So in nice. the in the in the plot, Harbin is the son of Urza and Kyla Bin Krug. And that's mm -hmm. got to be a hard road to hoe. Uh, yeah, his dad sucks. Um, and uh, Kyla was like, really, really, really don't want. Um, our one kid going out to fight in your endless war, Urza. Mm -hmm. uh, and but you know, Harbin was like literally everybody else around like goes out to war, and it kind of sucks to be like, no, you're too precious. You stay yeah. behind, right? So he did like Thopter patrol and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and ended up getting blown up anyhow. <laughs> yeah, 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 do be like that. Yep. <laughs> well, it, well, if... I mean, his dad blew him up, so yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, in the Silex oh. Blast. Oh. Along with everyone else. So even if your Harbin dies uh, in combat and you're in the blue-white deck, you also have Zephyr Sentinel, I believe is the name of the blue uncommon. It's one in a blue for a flash flying 2-1, which is a human soldier. And it says when it enters the battlefield, you return up to one other target creature you control, put it into your hand, and if it was a soldier, you put a 1-1 one, one counter on it. I had not seen this card. This oh, card rules. Ben yeah. has this card, and it was uh, extremely difficult to play around. And the, yeah. And there are a bunch of other flyers at, like, two and three yeah. in, in blue and white, and so... I have a feeling like there you will have a kind of like a go wide-ish creature deck, you know, the same like, you know, those Boros aggro decks in Dominaria United that uh, have Baird pooping out a bunch of tokens and they might yeah, yeah. charge or whatever. Um, so like I, that deck can't exist in this format. I mean, there's that third path iconoclast that is just so 
good. Yeah, uh, third path iconoclast. Let's just bring that up. Uh, for blue red, you get a human monk who is a two one. Whenever you cast a non creature spell, create a one one colorless soldier artifact creature token. This is good. I can't believe they made young pyromancer just not only better, mm-hmm. but just so much better. Yeah. Yes. Like even making it blue just makes it better. Yes. <laughs> like it's so yeah. goofy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She that the 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 lady on third path iconoclast is here to break faces and take names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I never swung in with her. Uh, well, she's there to tell other people to break faces. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like her her two one stat line is largely ceremonial. Yeah. Um, but not nothing. It's not I, nothing. Yeah, I mean, two's it's better nothing. than one. Yeah. yeah, she'll pick up a Sophie just fine. Yep. So you can have these decks that go wide. Not, I mean, this is like a really pushed example, but you can go really wide with these kind of cards, but then you just have the cheap flyers that also go over top and so many of them. Mm-hmm. And the Yoshin, what's the name of the Lord, the four mana soldier? Oh, Yoshin uh, Tactician. Yoshin Tactician. Oh, look at you. Is it? I, it's for so few words on the card. Mm-hmm. This does so much. It's yes. just four mana, three, four is not the end of the world of, to play. Um, but the Lord ability is obviously absurd, mm-hmm. especially with all the soldier tokens being generated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just talked about how it's like, oh, I don't want to attack with my third path iconoclast, mm-hmm. even if it has the two power, you know, sh- she can stay back. Yoshin Tactician, she's getting in there. Yes. She's yeah. a three four. Yes. And yeah. you're in blue white. So like I don't know. If my blue white opponent attacks with all their soldier tokens and their Yoshin tactician, and I'm like, well, I could set up a double block to maybe kill this. No, I'm dying. I'm yeah. losing everything mm-hmm. to like a one mana spell that just gives her indestructible or hexproof. It's uh yeah. I I I really like it when from the PPR, you know, we're playing sealed and we, we tend to as a group, we like to get a little goofy sometimes with what we play. Yeah. It's, it's the nature of the, the event and us. It, right? And like, we're the first, like, the, there's no prizes on the line. Yeah. We just want to show off cards, discover cool mm-hmm. edge case interactions, and have a good time. It's honestly, it's the best way to enjoy the pre release of any kind is just have fun with the set and the new cards and do whatever. Yeah, you know, the, wacky stuff you want to get out of your system. The prize at the end is we might get pizza. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, but it's nice to be able to still play that kind of slowish, grindier magic and see, you know, even with people like Ben had the more aggressive deck, the Jeskai one, and looking at that and being able to go like, oh God, what if I could pick up three copies of this common? What if, like, what happens mm-hmm. if I open, like, if I get two cards, two of these Yoshin Tacticians, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I draft around this strategy, how many faces can I break? I am going to try to draft around the strategy. Yeah. I think there's so many incidental soldiers in this set that I think that even, like, even if you don't end up going all in on soldiers, this card's going to be bananas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I but I do want to say it's multicolored and there is not a ton of fixing in this set. There's a lot of colorless and there's the Urza, there's the artifact that like it's got some flavor text from Urza at the bottom that I wrote so I know what the flavor text is, but it's like you can pay two 
You oh. pay two mana into one mana, but you can turn any color. The so, prism. Yeah, yeah, so you can filter your power stone mana and use it for colored spells. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's secretly good, even though those kind of like pay to get one effects are usually bad. Yeah. I don't like them that much. But this one doesn't tap. It's it's very similar to Prophetic Prism, yeah. which is, you know, two mana, ETB, draw a card, pay one, tap. Oh, Energy Refractor, is that what it's called? Maybe? Sorry, the set literally just came out. Ooh! Nice. All right. Benny Boy knows his nut. Um, that's what two mana artifacts are called. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the fact that this doesn't tap to add the mana is mm -hmm. great because you could just use it. Again, if you just have so many yeah, uh, power, stones. power stones, you just yeah. get to repeatedly pump into this. Yeah, laundering power stone mana through this in order to cast not non-creature... Not non non creature artifact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that colored mana that you definitely need, but I would not say like fixing is abundant within this set. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's so, several cards that sort of reward you for like not being greedy. Yeah. Or there's that one uncommon that I played that was pretty good. Like if you can play it for just one color of mana, you get a six six trample. Five mana six six trample. It's yeah. so big. It was. I would say medium hard to pull off, but I was also like splashing red for Mishra's command. Yeah. So my mana base was greedier than probably would normally be. But it's sealed. Even a five mana four four trample. That was good. Had yeah, yeah the steel, steel exemplar. exemplar. God. It wasn't wasn't a problem. I didn't 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 dislike it. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This thing is a beating. Wizard. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Just wizard. <laughs> Very um, good. Yeah. So, notably, colorless mana is not colored. So, you can use colorless mana and one other color to cast this yep. and still get value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Power Stones, baby. God, I just want to play more of this set. I Me know. too. But speaking of playing more of this set, ah, we're doing a big thing right now uh, while this podcast goes up, probably. Um, or actually, right before this podcast, or right after this podcast goes up, we're doing Desert Bus. But then after Desert Bus, we're going to be doing a fam jam again, mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. we are going to jambly with our families. <laughs> <laughs> November 25th, by the way, Thank for you. anybody curious. Thank Exciting. you, James. Yeah, we're doing it on November 25th. So so bookmark your calendars and watch us play this set. And I don't know, there'll be some sort of stakes. Maybe there'll be like a donut on the line or some sort of sweet treat that can't be beat. You know, <laughs> that's typically our stakes around here. Oh, also, I just want to talk about one with the multiverse. Oh, yeah, oh that God. card was... I don't yeah, think you can beat that. As it turns out... Uh, eight mana uh, mythics sometimes are good. Yeah. <laughs> um, future sight, if, if it lets you play something for free, kind of powerful. Yeah. Kind of powerful. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. I I was not expecting this to work or do anything. I I just opened it and I thought, you know what, I'm going to sleeve it up, and we're going to see what happens. And as it turns out, it just wins games. Yeah, I feel like, and you can use your Power Stone mana to cast it. It's not a creature spell. It's like a colored creature spell. Uh, uh, Non-artifact. Non-artifact. Non Non-artifact. Non yeah. non non oh, you, so you can't cast this you with your power No. Oh, okay. Uh, but, wow. But I mean, Cameron wow. used Power Stone mana to cast things to clog the board so that... He could 
when he cast the one with the multiverse, you couldn't kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just sit. I had to read this card like three times because it just kept getting better. <laughs> yes. You get the free spell from your hand or, or the top. Yeah. That's wild. I I oh, almost um actually feel really bad if you drew a good card. Yeah. <laughs> right? You wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah. No. You would have to have some kind of shenanigans. Um and uh there, there are some incidental surveil effects. Uh, Takaji's dig site mm-hmm. uh, lets you manipulate the top card of your library. I really liked um, recruitment officer for oh. <laughs> manipulating the top several cards of my library. I.e., just like getting rid of a land I couldn't play. Mm. I can't believe that this is a card. I yes, this is also this card. What you know those meme account, the like the Twitter accounts that are like um, things that would. Um, like terrify a Victorian child so much mm-hmm. that they would die uh, if you showed them something. Yes. If you went back in time and showed like 2004 Wheeler this card, um, I might have like a complete and total break. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is just, it's better than Isamaru. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Would you just like, immediately tear your isamaru in half well i i mean it's it took a lot of courage to get to the point where i'm publicly comfortable saying that this card is better than isamaru uh-huh. because that dog has been riding with me since day one basically um but, but like, just this is what they put on a savannah line yeah still. yeah savannah lines are a little soft you know it's just not quite good enough uh but you know maybe if we make them a human soldier with Three and white. Look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card with mana value three or less from among them. Put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Maybe that's good. What if my Savannah Lions let me draw a card every turn? Or two. Or two. And what if it had a much more relevant creature type? Two of them. (laughs) Yeah. Two relevant creature types. Uh Uh-huh. And a great bowl cut. Yeah. I, it's I would, a strong a bob. bob. It's an it's Anna Wintour bob <laughs> yeah, going on. Yeah, I would yeah. follow this officer into battle. Although she probably doesn't go into, she's a staff officer. Yeah, she's she's not <laughs> she's going into battle. Public affairs yeah. um, does not go into battle. Shout out to the flavor text written by Austin Bridges. Every name on this list is already a hero. Will you add your own to it? Mm. Good propaganda, right? There. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My 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 joke suggestion, which obviously didn't get picked, was come fight in the mo- uh, come fight in the mo- what, was, what is it? It was no no. It was like come fight in 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 the modern war, clean, mechanized, automated. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so obviously, you know, they made the right choice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You'll be home by. Maximus. I, I, on one of the prototype version, I don't know, or the uh, schematic, I think is technically the name for them, but the schematic versions, there's one that's like, there's one that's like a, it's like a metal or something like that. And I think the picked flavor text was something like, oh, we can make the metals out of gold because the war will be over really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so occasionally I got to slip in something pretty grim. Hmm. <laughs> Ah, well, I think that about does it for our wrap up of bro. Seems good, man. Yeah. Seems good. Bro. 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 You've got to try this, bro. Yeah. 
knocking it out of the park with the set, the design, the cards, and for the first time ever, the like card, the set abbreviation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Although uh, apparently, March of the Machines will be MTG Mom. Bro wow. and Mom. We went from. I mean, Neo was a pretty good one. Yeah. As well, but then Bro just knocked it out of the water. Mm-hmm. Mom. 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 Oh my God. Uh, I don't think we're prepared for MTG Mom. It's going to get weird. When does March of the Machines come out? Could we do like something on Mother's Day for mom? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can hear James furiously typing. <laughs> I think March come March of the Machines will come out before Mother's Day. Well, we can do a special Mother's Day thing. We can invite all of the mothers we know from the MTG community over mm-hmm. and we can just have a mom draft with playing March of the Machines. We can get some mimosas. What else is... Yeah. Mom, I'd like to draft. Yeah. Off camera, actually, remind me of this. Of a a mom draft? I have a great idea. Okay. I have a great idea. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to go off camera pretty quick so we can talk about this idea. But before we go, I want to say thank you so much to CardKingdom.com. They sponsor this show, and we really appreciate it. And if you want to show that you appreciate Card Kingdom. Next time you need to order any uh, singles or sealed product within the contiguous of the United States, um, try going over to our affiliate code, which is cardkingdom.com slash LRR. And if you say LRR, set me button, please, you'll get a button that says, if I live, I have lethal. But also, your support is dramatically important to us just directly through our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. You keep the lights on, the heat on, you pay me and James, who's working much harder than me, uh, you know, all of these things um, and everything else that we do. So thank you so much. We really do appreciate your support. You did this. Yeah. How do you feel about that? (laughs) Huh? (laughs) Let let us know by bongling the dongle down in the comments and doing some engagement for the engagement gods. I don't know. That's your bongling? Yeah, that's how one bongles. Oh. oh, I said it was more of like a... I mean... Oh. Like an active bongle. <laughs> if you're just listening to I'm giving to this, away my technique now, <laughs> I guess, for free. You can't see our hand movements, but let they're uh, evocative, we'll say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <they're>... yeah. <laughs> well, until next time, I've been Kathleen. James has been running the board. We've been joined by Cameron. Huh? And Wheeler. Mm. It was great for us to be here. This has been Tap Tap Conceit. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.